With the internet gremlins preventing Josh and I from doing the Cosmos this week, the Lakers fast break crew of Sean, Nick, and myself answer your questions on all things pop culture. Plus, Chris Ardieri from Inside Sports Fantasy Football stops by to talk some NFL with the latest news and notes from around the league. It's a potpourri of hot topics and maybe some dating advice, too, on this week's Pop Culture Cosmos. Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. I've got two questions coming up. We're going to try and answer a question for Gerald from Cruel Bro. What is your most anticipated movie releasing this month? I'd have to say since, unfortunately, Dune Part 2, which I was looking forward to, it got pushed back from November to February. It's the Marvels. Uh, I know my daughter's waiting to see it, so we're going to go ahead and check it out. So I probably have to say it's the Marvels. Because of the SAG after strike, some of these movies have been pushed back to next year, and so that has kind of dissipate a couple things aquaman next month and eh, i don't know because the the whole dc changeover thing i'm not as excited for any dc products right now uh but we'll see i know that i i spoke uh earlier uh this this week about in the state of pro wrestling i talked about the iron claw with zach efron uh, that's going to be very interesting i will have to go ahead and check that out during christmas time when it comes to one of the uh, possible award uh earners that's out there we'll have to see how close it is to the product i remember here at pro wrestling in the 80s but we'll see on that one but alan is asking why the 5280 on the denver court in jersey that's how many miles above sea level denver is alan so that's a uh i guess the it's 5280 is very common uh in that denver. they know it yeah in denver so who yep. is my favorite all-time wrestler that is a great question uh, I'd probably say it's one of three, uh, or actually one of one of four. I'll say uh, uh, Mick Foley, uh, Abdullah the Butcher, uh, the late Bruiser Brody, and uh, I'd probably say Asuka, because uh, you know I really like uh, some of the things that she's doing today for the WWE. Although LA Knight, yeah, he's getting right up there as well, but he's not going to win uh, this weekend at Crown Jewel. They won't let him do it. God forbid, they would let somebody that's really popular win. Yeah, can't do that anymore. But need not digress. <laughs> Stone Cold uh, can't go wrong with Stone Cold, absolutely, or The Rock, absolutely, or The Rock indeed. But uh, great talking to everyone. Uh, cool Bro says for me, anticipating Dune, Napoleon, and Thanksgiving. I don't know, Cool Bro. Your 14th does slasher movies. I don't know, especially that Thanksgiving does not to me look. Forget about the fact it's a slasher movie. It just it looks like a cheap cash in movie just to me that's just my opinion but it'll probably make a nice weekend of chunk of change and will probably justify having like three or four direct to home videos on that editions uh, on that uh, you know thanksgiving for the return of turkey or something like that uh but dune is not until february cool bro so that's uh it's a bummer for us right there yeah my uh my brother's looking forward to the release of napoleon um just from uh I'm, yeah his, napoleon's pretty cool yeah i think from obviously a historical Ridley Scott. perspective yeah he's blade uh, runner he's, blade runner is one of my all-time favorite movies so you know and, and gladiator and all that from ridley scott so yeah definitely looking forward to napoleon uh you said your favorite wrestler is aj styles uh, I've heard through the rumorville that he is actually on his way back and will be wrestling again. He's coming back off an injury, so he'll be back for the WWE real soon. So uh, there you go. All right. A great topic for Friday night. Uh, Laker Knicks, Degas staying up late with us. Uh, Magic Man, of course, staying up late as well. Rocking the new headset, sounding good. There you go. All right. Uh, I'm really happy for you. I heard no click, 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 click. There you go. No chick, 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 chick with the bracelet today, even though you do need it. So I do yeah. know why, yeah. I know why you, you need it, but it's just, you know, in post, it's like, uh, uh, I know. Uh, I Joe know. will come up with a point. I'm really mad at those red click. Uh, I was doing, I just want Sora to know that I knew it was pissing him off. So I just did it on purpose after a while. You've got, you've got landscapes, of landscapes, all right, landscapes, landscapes. landscapes. You remember that sorrow? Yeah, I sure do. 
Uh, great game, though, with Warriors of Thunder. Such a shame that that's not the one that they aired on ESPN. But I don't know. This in-season tournament thing, we'll have to see. I'm not into it as yet. Uh, so we're going to have to you know, bear with it. Uh, Nick, are you into this at all? I know you guys were talking about it earlier. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, um, you know, Sean and I are people of, of wide and varied interests. So everything, uh, that you just talked about, whether it's movies, wrestling, uh, you know, um, I'll just mention my favorite wrestler. I think it's, uh, the undertaker. Ooh, I can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure it's funny because now he's cashing in uh, still after cashing in for several years, but yeah, he's going on tour doing his solo act where he gets to talk about his past and, uh, oh, yeah. Gerald, or, Gerald, or on he Patreon, the, you can find out on Patreon he, as well. He had the he had the ultimate man meme this year yes. when uh, a shark was swimming near uh, his wife. Um, she summoned uh, the Undertaker, and a shark swam away. Uh, um, only the Undertaker could scare off a shark. I have read, actually, I listened to the audiobook. I was on a flight to Hawaii uh, last year and I listened to the Doom book entirely after I watched the first film. Uh, I had actually, to be honest with you, Cool Bro, uh, when I watched the first film, the, the David Lynch 1984 film, I thought that was so horrific, uh, which is now a cult classic. Uh, it just recently was on Netflix. I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah, if you've seen the original 1984 cult classic and quotations there, it's to me, it's a very tolerable, uh, highly intolerable movie. I really cannot watch it very well without laughing. But I do like Gurney. Patrick Stewart's Gurney was something I really like in there. And then Sting, over the top. Uh, I will kill him. I will kill him. Sting was just so over the top and just having so much fun. Uh, I guess that made it tolerable. I guess I, I, so I correct my previous statement. It, tolerable enough movie in, in regards to that. But when watching Dune, if you ever get a chance to check out those late, old episodes of the Pop Culture Cosmos where we covered Dune Part 1, we called it one of the best movies of the year. And absolutely, everybody gave uh, great performances. So Josh Brolin's Gurney, I, I think, to me, was stood out. So I'm going to say Gurney as far as my favorite character for the book. Yeah. All right, going into Dune there, Nick. Did you watch Dune Part 1, Nick? Um, I actually missed that one, uh, uh, Gerald. But um, do you have Netflix? Yep, yep, I do. Then you can watch it right now because they've <laughs> got it on there. Okay, no, I'll uh, definitely check it out. And uh, yeah, I uh, I want to say that like I am looking forward to the Napoleon movie as well. I just want to mention that. Yeah, absolutely, great choice from really Scott is one of my all time favorite directors. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, no, uh, I mean Gerald, the 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 ice battle looks brilliantly shot like just in the you know 15 second uh rush that was shown in the trailer um that's probably napoleon bonaparte's greatest uh military strategy ever yeah and i agree with you on that uh, but um I like, cool. it was like it was like a spider leading a thousand flies yes into absolutely. the web so I can't wait to see that. You're right, absolutely. I wonder how that's going to... We saw a little bit in that in the teaser uh, that they showed that, that it shows that battle. Cool Bro's asking, what's the best movies of the year? From I think this is actually a down year for movies, to be quite honest with you. Oppenheimer is really good. Uh, I don't... It's not, it's, I, when I saw Oppenheimer, I thought it was really good, really well made. I don't think it's one of... Chris, I don't think it's Christopher Nolan's best movie, but I do think it's really good. Uh, in fact, it probably is my top movie of the year so far. One of them, I shall say, because I have at the end of the year, we do a best of pop culture for the year. So right now it's 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 at the top of the list or near it. Uh, but I'm not as excited uh, as I was last year because last year I had some a uh, little bit more choices heading into November. So I didn't have to worry about just like cramming into November, December and trying to see if I could find a, a best one. I had already seen everything everywhere all at once. And I thought that absolutely killed it. I thought that absolutely killed it was sensational. And so I was already high up on that one as one of the best movies I had seen in quite some time. Oppenheimer is really good, but uh, yeah, it's not, uh, you know, I don't know. There, there, I think something can beat it, but I'm not sure what yet, but we'll see. We'll see. But uh Wait, what are you watching Oppenheimer for? I thought it was rated R. Cool, bro. That's all right. 
That's all right. 14 years old, he's good to go. Yeah, that's true. We didn't we all sneak in as uh into the R movies at 14? Yes, we did. Yes, I, I know I know I did. Yeah, I know I did too. I, I still got one time we me and some friends watched one movie and then we snuck in to see the Robin Williams Popeye, but I forgot to tell my dad. So halfway through watching it, my dad comes like down the aisle, is like, Gerald, what are you guys doing here? Don't you I'm waiting outside in the car. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh gosh. Sorry. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, I uh, remember. Tra- I okay, remember with your dad, the- you know what? You saw it with your dad. He gave approval. First R rated movie I remember seeing when we snuck in, I think it was Gladiator. Yeah, but that's just got some violence on it. To, you know, and some nudity. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, but that's such, that's a good movie. That's actually a great sounding. The audio on that movie is crisp and clear. If you ever get a chance out there and you're watching it on digital, make sure you have the best sound system possible. Dolby Atmos, the whole nine yards on that, because that is definitely a great movie to listen to. Yes. Yes. Listen to. Yeah, it's a what it's a visual spectacle and all that. Yes, absolutely. But listening is probably one of the best sounding movies of this century. So yeah. What we do now, Gerald, will echo through eternity. Yes, absolutely. It will echo in eternity and indeed. Uh, Laker Nick, uh, appreciate it, my friend. We're just going off on a total tangent on a Friday night. Again, the play-in tournament. That's how well the play-in tournament, I think, excites us when we're talking about movies and, and stuff like that, streaming. <laughs> I just don't, I'm just not thrilled. I'm just not excited by it. I just don't see the allure of it. Yeah, it's extra money for the players, Nick, but I just I just don't have it yet. Maybe if the Lakers are doing well, but then still I'm worried about that you know okay maybe i might go see them here in vegas maybe not maybe maybe so i don't know yet but i would be worried nick that means lebron would be playing extra an extra game and an 83rd game would be on the slate for the lakers that would concern me yeah no i i agree with you gerald um you know hopefully i don't know we'll see how the in-season tournament shakes out but i think uh what this conversation has uh informed me is that the Alephi community at some point might need a Gerald Glassford and Sean Grice tutorial on movies on what, we, on what we should be watching and not watching what's worth our time, what, what's uh, what's good uh, to see. So uh, I, I definitely vote for that. Uh, I will say, Darren, if you've listened to the Pop Culture Cosmos every year, I remind everybody that Die Hard is the best Christmas movie of all time. Magic Man actually appeared on the Cosmos uh, to talk Five Nights at Freddy's last week. So Hopefully get a chance to check that out. Uh, it was a great conversation. We had a lot of fun talking about that movie. Uh, it's so funny because, you know, he watched it for the lore. I watched it for my daughter's sake. And uh, we watched it for altogether different reasons. And we have different reactions to it. So hopefully people will check that out. But yeah, uh, you know, maybe that's something we could do. Extra sideshows, Patreon or whatnot. The upcoming is Magic Man and I talking about movies on the show. Joe and, and Magic Man, you know, Nick, on the show, have always loved talking about The Sopranos and other shows and things of that nature. So that would be definitely something we could get into. Uh, I do want to mention that, Alan, uh, yeah, it the movie reportedly cost for the Marvels about $275 million. Uh, if you include an advertising budget on that, plus whatever the studios take from it, you're probably talking about six six fifty seven hundred probably not 500 700 probably before they consider that a break even at best so i do not think the movie will it may do 800 maybe maybe i'm not i have no confidence right now in marvel pictures right now their year has been all over the place uh for both good and bad loki uh is started off rough but it start it's gotten a lot better uh, Secret Invasion was a disappointment. Ant Man and the Wasp was Quantum Mania was a disappointment. So I don't know. I, I have no faith right now in the Marvel product. So the Marvels, it has to do probably about eight hundred million dollars to start seeing a profit, and that's right now in this movie realm. That's really hard to do. Not many films have done it this year, so we'll see. Uh, I, I and Gerald, it's really uh, you're right. It's been kind of. Um... It's really been a, a knuckleball uh, by the studios, and whether or not the audience hits it 
is uh, up for debate. I mean, everybody thought after the uh, momentum. And you remember, that... Alan, hold on. I'm sorry. Remember, Alan, Amazon spent a half a billion dollars just to get the rights to go ahead and do the Lord of the Rings show. So, And completely, ahead, completely butchered the source material for it. Yep. Uh, Gerald, yeah, after all the momentum that Oppenheimer and uh, Barbara created, a lot of people thought that would just synergistically affect uh, Mission Impossible, and uh, it didn't. There wasn't any role. It wasn't rolled over at all, that kind of momentum. And um, it was reviewed very well, as, uh, as you pointed out in the Pop Culture Cosmos, that the Mission Impossible movie was actually uh, pretty good. Just it I didn't... thought it was good, but it didn't make any because people are tired of it. People tired of 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 uh, the same old, same old. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good, but the, you know, the audiences did resonate with it. It probably will, will break even at best, uh, from what we're hearing. They've actually Paramount has delayed the second Mission Impossible. It's not coming out next year anymore. It's coming out the year after, so maybe to give a little bit of time buffer to hopefully get people uh, excited again in regards to it. But yeah, just, uh, you know, where Barbenheimer succeeded, so many other movies have failed this year, whether they're good or bad. The Indiana Jones uh, movie, The Dial of Destiny, that was, uh, that's a miserable failure for Disney. That's not coming out to Disney Plus till December the 1st. So kind of been a weird year for pop culture. Uh, best, one of the best years ever for video games, but certainly not one of the best years ever for movies, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. For the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. What a great conversation with the chat. You guys have been sensational tonight. You really carried us home. Uh, Laker Nick, outstanding job. And Sean, great. Uh, You guys... You guys brought it in for me. I just swooped in like God. Wasn't that correct? <laughs> That's what Mission 24 said. Yeah, Mission, Mission 24. 20, thank you for thank the super so chats. Much. Yes, appreciate the super chats tremendously. It's awesome. They do help out our channel immensely because, you know, you only get so much from the, the advertising when you see the commercials up on the screen. They don't, you know, per view of those commercials, it is very small amount. So it takes a while for anybody to get any ad revenue as far as the channel, you have to be watched thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times in order for that to, to really be a part of what you're doing. So any contributions to us is a big, huge dent into what we can do as far as production. You've already seen it with magic man tonight. So I am ecstatic. I'm really ecstatic. The fact that, that he has this new headset headset and I'm really Really can't not thank the the Lakers fast break audience for that as well. Laker Nick, we got to get Laker Nick a camera next. How about that? That's one thing we got to do next. <laughs> no, yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, Sean sounds very crispy with uh, with the new audio. So big uh, big shout outs to Magic Man for the headset. Um, he looks like he's uh, you know like a full on reporter. I appreciate that. So that it's become full circle. You hear that? You hear that, everybody? Don't the t- flower, tell the, the flower has now bloomed. Yes. yes. So, do you see that now, Soro? Eat yes. your heart out, Joe. Well, see, Soro was never here for your shy days. No, so, he wasn't. Yes, yes. Laker Nick might have actually been watching uh, when it came to around then, but yeah, uh, it was, you were you were pretty shy, and you were always let uh, let Laker Tom walk all over, talk all over you, and that I thought that was really unfair. We had you know, Laker Tom and I would have like emails to each other, like, "Come on, he's here, he's given us time, he's given us great insight. Please let him talk." And then now it's just like, "Tom, I'm talking. Gerald, I'm talking. Joe, I'm talking here." So it's like, I'm, I'm all right. so glad to see it. Cobra says, when I saw the first Terminator, my mom said goodnight because I was watching it late at night, and then Arnold said goodnight. (laughs) Sean is the air traffic controller from Die Hard. Not Carl Winslow. (laughs) You know what? God bless Laker Tom. Part of it is because he just cannot hear, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. You He is 78. So... 
I it gotta come. So sometimes it's hard to cut. You realize when you get upset with what Laker Tom does or says. He can't understand. hear. That's he most of seven, the problem. He is seventy-eight years old, so we gotta go ahead and bear with us. But he'll be on tomorrow along with JB Sweet. I'll let those two argue tomorrow and let them have some fun. But, yeah, uh, no, I was mentioning previously to Gerald that uh, I felt like uh, I needed a whistle the yes. last time. The last time they were just going at each other. Yes. Uh, yeah, Dante, he got a brand new headset. He wanted to try it out, and he sounds great. And I'm, I'm ecstatic uh, that he he was able to go ahead and do that. So, uh, truly appreciate him, him uh, stepping that up. And I think it's really going to help us out, especially for those listening on audio. So, absolutely. All right, guys. Go ahead, Sean. Sorry. Yeah. No, Gerald. I was going to say yes. Thank you to this chat. It's been this ex- whole experience has been just. Um, both unreal and um, fantastic at the at in the same breath, Gerald. Can't thank the um, our chat enough. I mean, there's nothing more valuable that people can give you in this life than your time, and so um, we just got to keep at it, man. Keep giving, keep get delivering the goods, what people want. That's what we're gonna try and do. I mean. We're here seven days a week for you guys, and and that's something that uh, you hopefully you'll you'll be able to tell others. If you could just help us out, like you're doing, like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever you you know, whenever you decide, if you're you know kind enough to go ahead and contribute, or even if you can't, because we know the financial world out there, we know the economy is still rough out there for a lot of people, but anything that you give to us is truly appreciated. Whether it's your time, your views, your likes, your shares, subscribes. If you tell a friend, if you say, you know, you know, a Lakers fan in your life that, hey, you want to you want to check out some really opinionated guys on the Los Angeles Lakers that that feels quite often the way you do at home that don't have a buffer. That don't have, uh, you know, the Lakers that they have to worry about stepping on any toes, you know, then go ahead. Stop up by the Lakers fast break. So. Uh, Gerald, uh, Coolbro has a question for you. Oh, OK. Got to look. Joe, can you give me five horror book recommendations? I am reading Pet Cemetery, and I'm trying to find the best horror books. That is a great question. I would start with Stephen King. Anything Stephen King would be, I'd go to. You, got, you have any Stephen Kings? Because I'm, I'm bringing Mr. Mercedes is where I would go first. If you read the Mr. Mercedes trilogy, I and I thought that was one of the most faithful adaptations. Uh, on video when when I forget which the channel that did it but when Brendan Gleeson did the Mr. Mercedes show I really really liked it but yeah the Mr. Mercedes books were really really good uh, Sean I'm, I'm about to think some more here but Sean do you have any suggestions or Nick do you have I, any suggestions on horror books yes I do Gerald uh, if uh, anybody out there if you want to read yes of course how could I say yeah it of course if you want to if you want to read a great uh, The Shining the Shining by Stephen King, also yes. The book Survivor by Chuck Palahniuk, uh, famous uh, writer for Fight Club. Survivor is one of the best horror books you'll ever read. Um, wh- the one thing about Palahniuk is each of his books prose is very different, and um, he just goes at it in Survivor. It's uh, incredible. Any thoughts, uh, Nick, on on a famous book? Could you? Yeah, no, I, I'd have to on horror on the horror genre. Um, I'd have to echo what you and uh, Sean were mentioning about Stephen King. Um, I actually think his first book, uh, Salem's Lot, is a very strong book, uh, often overlooked. It's a solid book, a fairly easy read, but being uh, Stephen King's first published formal novel, I think it's worth checking out. Also, I see Alan uh, putting in the chat Carrie. I think Carrie is also uh, a very, very good book. It's actually kind of straddles the line between horror and science fiction. I agree uh, with Darren that Michael, even though I love Steven Spielberg as a director, uh, I'm not a big fan of Jurassic Park, the movie, but Jurassic Park from Michael Crichton is a good read. Agreed. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Jurassic Park's also a, a great um a great book and a great uh, i actually do enjoy the movie uh, if uh if uh if uh cool bro it might be a uh a little adult uh but well American if he's got to see oppenheimer yeah if you see Florence american, Pugh and Ameri- oppenheimer 
American Psycho. By he, 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 he's good to go, Sean. Like you said, he's good yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah. American, American Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, that's Brett American Psycho. Dinellas. Oh, yeah. and, the, uh, Patrick, and it, you Patrick know, Bateman. If, uh, if you're if you watch The Last of Us, you watch that series earlier to this year, one of the best television shows episodes of you know one television series of the year. Excuse me. Uh, check out The Road, the book and the movie from uh, before. To, yeah, check out The Road. If you're into zombie, but you don't want it overloading on the zombie, but you like that 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 genre. There you go. I would probably say that. Rest in peace to Cormac McCarthy, by the way. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And Gerald, do you... And uh, also Walter Davis. We didn't mention him earlier as well. Walter Davis. Do you know what, do you know what considered it... Do you know what scientifically is considered the best weapon to have in a zombie apocalypse? <sighs> what would that be, Sean? Joe Soro? No. Okay. Uh, according to Max Brooks, who wrote uh, a great book, and by the way, Please pick that up, cool bro. Sur uh, Survival Guide to the Zombie yes. Apocalypse by Max Brooks. A bike chain. A and bike I know that led is... into. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, a bike chain is versatile. You can use it as a um, strangulation uh, tool. You can use it as a throwing device. You could also use it uh, to get away as fast as you can. Uh, you would think conventional weapons like shotguns, uh, high-loaded magazines would be effective, but no. Draws attention. You'd be surrounded by a zombie horde in no time. And, and you don't up. need to see World War Z, but to me, I thought World War Z is a decent popcorn flick. So, what's up? Yeah. Hey, hey, cool, bro. Don't, don't, you don't need to write them down, brother. Just rewatch, just rewatch, yeah, and then take notes. This, yeah. by the way, this pops up just to let you know, cool, bro. It takes about a day, but this chat pops up uh, if you watch the video tomorrow. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, no, and Gerald, I was just going to say that if uh, if we think that Cool Bro is, uh, you know, even though he's 14, and I guess we're assuming that he's ready to we're go. We're just corrupting him at this yeah. point. <laughs> it's, using Sean's term, if he's ready to go, why, why he should just be reading uh, The Silence of the Lambs by uh, Thomas Harris. Well, uh, you as our legal representative are not, uh, you know, in case their parents, uh, their parents can't come after us. It's just a matter of opinion only. Is that correct? Just, opi just opinion. We're okay. we're uh, we're speaking into a a a void right now. <laughs> yeah, I want to put it into the, exactly, exactly. Just, you know, when you get older. How about that? When you get older, of legal age. Yes, absolutely. So yes, yeah. What you do on your own time is up to you. We don't want bear any responsibility. Just. Checked out the disclaimer below, but a great and, super chat from Dante. Thank you, Dante. Truly appreciate it, my friend. Truly appreciate it. Bow down to you. Absolutely. Love is love, and I appreciate everything, Lakers. You never know what we go through in real life, so this is helps people get through more than you know. Appreciate you, Dante. That, Thank that's you very why much. You are why we do this. You these, these statements are exactly why we do this. Nothing but love for you, Dante. Appreciate it. Uh, that 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 makes my day. That those you and the statements from everybody in the chat and and the super chats uh, earlier from from Mission Twenty Four, yeah, just absolutely make our day. Absolutely. Uh, even cool, the yeah, even the emails I got from Rodell. There you go. Just shows he's he's watching, listening. To yeah, me. you know what, R R Rodell Rodell is. Uh, I I think he's turned a corner on us, Gerald. It's uh it's uh it's love. Too. I invited him on the show. You know, if anybody else wants to come on by on the show, we have an open door policy. It's like the old world class wrestling open door policy. You can come on down and share your thoughts with us. Scotty hit us up. Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We've been on here for almost two hours and the audience has been fantastic throughout. Uh, thank to Laker Nick who dropped by and uh, he's a busy man. So we appreciate the time. And the Podfather, who dr also dropped by. Nick is just going back. He's going to go after the show and check out the legal claims. And he's going to have to watch rewatch the video just to make sure we don't get any legal trouble after that. All those suggestions, too. Cool. Yeah, problem. we might have to take this down. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dante. Well, I'm, no, I'm no big city lawyer, but... <laughs> Dante, sleep and us are are few and far between. We're just glad that we could go ahead and bring you good content. That's all. 
Oh, Darren said, when I was 16, my dad didn't let me go to a concert in Hollywood on a school night. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Joe, Joe Soros. Trust me, I lived through the 80s. I know how yeah, that is. Yeah, you know what, Darren? Joe Soros is a disciplined parent as well. His uh, children wanted to uh, have a little sleepover themselves, and Mr. Soros, as a responsible parent, said, not tonight. Yes. Also, so guys, Cool Bro says, for those going to see Napoleon, I feel like you have to watch the Patriot. I don't know, cause you gotta. For me, it's just hard. I watched it, guys. Uh, but the only thing is, that, you gotta. Uh, yeah, I, I it get it. It stars two I Australians. Yeah, I'm. I get it though. Like as you're an American, about, it's hard for me to continually see watch that because it stars the, two the, Australians. The, the manner, I, no, but I understand where Cool Bro is coming from. Yeah, the manner of we weaponry and tactical, very similar to the American Revolution to the. Uh, to the front, uh, first twice. French Revolution, but Napoleon Bonaparte is a is a very uh, impactful person. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do do people still use dials? What is Planet Cool Stuff? It's your ultimate destination for insightful exploration from the realm of pop culture. Delve into the world of movies, video games, toys, cartoons, and visit with one of a kind creators. Discover incredible places and see historical artifacts. Whether it's a toy room tour or exploring the best of pop culture cinema, Planet Cool Stuff has got you covered. Planet Cool Stuff, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. back with inside sports fantasy football it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from inside sports fantasy football the lakers fast break game source and pop culture cosmos we truly appreciate you catching all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcast plus if you could like share subscribe Subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest inside sports fantasy football, the pop culture cosmos, the state of pro wrestling, and more right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And again, if you can go ahead and catch our good friends at the Domination Sports Nation, they've got a ton of things that they're talking about in the world of sports right there at the Domination Sports Nation. Plus, if you have any questions, on your fantasy football team, put it in the comments below the video that you see here or isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or inside sports FF on Twitter. Well, week nine in the NFL is now upon us. <laughs> and we're already seeing the attrition when it comes to some of the teams in the NFL. Some teams look to be already in tank mode, trying to tank for some good quarterbacks already. and some others in the case of Las Vegas here with the Raiders, where I'm at, it looks like it's just a done deal altogether because the Raiders have fired Josh McDaniels. They've they've fired their GM. They, it, the situation looks bleak for them. Does it mean like it, it doesn't mean that looks bleak for your fantasy football team if you've got Devontae Adams or more? Because there's a change in quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Here today to discuss the disaster in Vegas, and if your team is tanking already, good man indeed. You got to go ahead and catch him on the Domination Sports Nation, along with his son Dominic Lardieri. It is Chris Lardieri, and Chris, great to have you back, my friend. Wanted to ask your thoughts on the disaster in Las Vegas, known as the Raiders. Sean is actually trying to, you know, good good friend of ours, Sean Grice, uh, the Magic Man, has a devoted. Raiders fan seeing that the Raiders are trash as I use my Raiders for a trash can here. Unfortunately, the Raiders have thrown their GM and the coach in the trash right now. Thanks, Gerald. Always great to be back. Yeah, I mean, second night in a row out here on the West Coast, we get breaking news late. The James Harden trade one night and the Raiders cleaning house the next. Um, 
not surprised in the sense that I thought McDaniels would probably be on the hot seat after that deplorable performance this past Monday night, but surprised that it happened this soon. Mark Davis pulling the plug on him and the general manager, Ziegler. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Devontae Adams on national TV basically throwing a hissy fit and running to the locker room did not bode well for McDaniels in hindsight. Exactly. You know, and just this is probably he'll be his last opportunity to coach a team because he just has shown that the Parcells, not the Parcells, but the Belichick magic uh, has not rubbed off well on Josh McDaniels. This is his last time coaching around, in my opinion. Completely agree, and I expect them to be employed up in Foxborough at some point next year. But, yeah, I mean, come to think of it, Gerald, who from the Belichick coaching tree has been successful? I mean, that's uh, kind of mind-boggling when you think about it. Exactly. Now, this brings on the question because Jimmy Garoppolo is out of the lineup because of the changes that are made, because he's been absolutely miserable this year. But should you give up entirely on the skill players for the Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders right now? Well, I mean, if you own Devontae Adams or Josh Jacobs, I don't think you have much of a choice but to play them. I think they're not going to have the fantasy value they would if Garoppolo were the starter. But honestly, behind this offensive line, I don't know how any quarterback could, could put up numbers that would benefit those two players even. I agree with you on that. That's, that's obviously going to be a great concern moving forward for the Raiders uh, and for people who have the Raiders on their fantasy football team, such as myself. So we'll see what happens. But again, uh, you know, you can't get off Devontae Adams. Although if you can trade him and find a deal, we talked about buy low and sell high right now. This is probably low as it gets. Yeah, we know the NFL trade deadline has passed, but not in your fantasy league. So I, I like the idea that uh, maybe if you've got a team that's um, desperate at another position and you've got some depth, by all means make it. I, I don't think you'll get accustomed to having Adams production like we did, like we saw his last few years in Green Bay or even the start he got out off to last year with the Raiders. But uh, there are worse wide receivers out there if you can uh, finagle a deal that's good value for you. Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Chris Sardieri along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this and truly appreciate it. So we see the disaster in Las Vegas, my friend. My question to you is, are there other teams that are now tanking? Because the NFL trade deadline has gone by with pretty much a whisper, not too much in the way of movement or activity. Usually it's not, so it's not that big of a deal. Some minor deals were made defensively and, and a little bit as far as uh, I think Josh Dobbs was also uh, moved at the trade deadline. So I ask you, my friend, is there any situation you see in regards to some teams that are really bad out there tanking where you could go ahead and take advantage of maybe trading for some of their players? Yeah, I mean, I think my beloved New York Giants are one, even though the management and Brian Dayball say otherwise. Uh just the sheer attrition they've had and now trading Leonard Williams. I think they're already probably in a, a mode where let's just play out the string this year. We'll get a higher draft pick. They've already picked up a number two and a number five from Seattle in exchange for Williams. Uh, so I think that's a team there. If Tommy DeVito is a quarterback while Tyrod Taylor's out, I mean, that's just a natural tank job right there without even trying. Right. Yeah. Um, I know everyone thought Tennessee was going to trade Derrick Henry at the deadline. They didn't. Uh, Will Levis put up some nice numbers. Um, if you need a quarterback for your bench or even a bye week fill him, I, I think it's you know, worth taking a risk on him just because I think what I'm seeing out there on waiver wires and my leagues, not a heck of a lot of depth at the quarterback position. People seem to be hoarding quarterbacks this year just because, as we've talked about on previous episodes, the elite quarterbacks aren't doing what they do. So you do need a backup quarterback as insurance. So Worth a shot there. I, I think the Titans are probably, you know, on the field in tank mode. I think they're in rebuilding mode. But um, that doesn't mean you could, you have to avoid their fantasy receivers. All of a sudden this week, it looks like DeAndre Hopkins has some value. I know that the NFL trade deadline is not usually as active as other sports, but that's continuously going to be a problem for the league or continuously an issue for the league because you just don't see that many in-season trades in the NFL. Why is that the case? I think part of it is it's so early in the season. I know technically we're almost at the halfway point here at week nine, but 
given the parity in the league, although, you know, I would argue at times the mediocrity that we have, there's still so many teams that are in it. I mean, you could be three and five, like the Broncos, for instance, and still be in the hunt. Now that they've got the, you know, the extra wild card that was added a couple of years ago, there's, there's going to be an eight and nine team that makes it in. I would imagine this year. I don't think that's such a bold prediction right there. So if you're sitting at three and five, you really can't bail on the season. It's end of October, early November, can you really afford to dump your players if you think you've got a shot? Hard to say. I mean, they're the clear-cut teams that were sellers, including the Commanders this past week. You know, doesn't doesn't look like those teams are going anywhere. I'm surprised the Raiders didn't even deal guys, by the way. But um, yeah, if you're you're three and three, four and four, your season can can turn. Momentum can just change on a dime, and you rip off some wins, and you're sitting pretty for a wild card spot. I mean, look at the. The Giants last year, a mediocre team at nine, seven, and one got in as a wild card. Absolutely. So again, even if you're a Raiders fan, the season is still not yet over, amazingly enough. Uh, but there are some teams that are already looking, like you said, your Giants may already be looking in the direction of getting a new quarterback, which is again for a team that's already invested heavily at the skill positions, has got to be quite discouraging. Absolutely. And you know. There's hindsight's always twenty twenty, but you know you look at teams that are like, oh, they probably should have rebooted. They really overachieved last year, and this year they should have lowered their expectations. Well, coming into training camp, I feel like every team thinks they have a shot, with a few exceptions, like the Arizona Cardinals of the world. I mean, you look at the the team the Giants played in the playoffs last year, the Vikings. Kirk Cousin comes on the last few weeks. They beat the 49ers they beat the Packers and unfortunately his season has ended with an Achilles injury so now they've got to trade to Josh Dobbs do they now pivot to kind of a all right let's just play out the string Justin Jefferson's hurt we're not going to rush him back and let's kind of tank and get a higher draft pick assess the quarterback position if we're really that bad maybe we've got a shot as one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the draft and we rebuild on the fly so that's another team to keep your eye on and that's something that we need to mention before going on and continuing is a little bit more. Unfortunately, when it comes down to it, a major injury for the Minnesota Vikings as Kirk Cousins goes down. He often gets much maligned about what he does in the playoffs. But the fact is, during the season, he's been a steady fantasy performer, someone who's been in the top 10 in the league for quite some time as far as quarterbacks are concerned. This has got to be a devastating injury for fantasy football owners who don't have much in the way behind Kirk Cousins. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was completing passes north of 70%, cut down on the interceptions. I don't care about the hype and hyperbole. He doesn't perform in prime time or in the postseason. If he puts up numbers for you during the season and you're a fantasy owner, you're happy with Kirk Cousins. So definitely a shame to see him go the way he did. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely, indeed. But once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here along with Chris Sardieri from the Domination Sports Nation. Go ahead and check out him out and his son, Dominic Lardieri, today at the Domination Sports Nation. My friend, uh, always great to have you here. Uh, you know, any other trends that you're seeing right now before we get into the lines and a woof, 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 head down to the doghouse? couple trends i think that the cincinnati Bengals, while everyone had written them off are now back and look like a viable team just amazes me how the mainstream media and just fans in general overreact they go into san francisco an impressive win and apparently joe burrow's leg is just fine so they got a huge game this sunday night against the bills uh 
kind of a uh, a reboot of the game that was suspended back in January when Demar Hamlin uh, nearly died on the field, frankly. So I think that's going to be an interesting game. Um, and I, I just think that that offense is clicking again. I mean, Joe Mixon, everyone kind of had written him off, and I think him getting going definitely helps that Bengals offense. And then, two, the Eagles offense, same thing. You hear a lot. It's not the same team as last year. Uh, they miss Shane Steichum, now the, the coach of the Colts, who was the OC last year. But if you ask me, Jalen Hurts has no problems finding A.J. Brown for touchdowns because he's having a phenomenal year. So that's another team. I know they got a huge matchup Sunday night uh, – excuse me, uh, Sunday late, late afternoon against the Cowboys. Big divisional rivalry there. I think if they beat them and perform as, as they've been, at least on the offensive side – that's a team fantasy wise you want to keep riding with. Cause I don't, I don't see, you know, separate of the, the old push. Um, I just like the way they're playing through the air and I think they can only get better. The last thing I want to touch on for fantasy football owners, probably the best matchup that we're seeing outside of the one that you just talked about. You talked about earlier Cincinnati and, and now that they're back, they found their game. It looks like they're on the road to, becoming again the team that i think a lot of people thought they were going to be in the preseason they're playing they're at home against the buffalo bills i think this will probably be a very key matchup not only for the afc but for fantasy football owners as well yeah definitely because the the bills have been so erratic even a thursday night game they beat the buccaneers but they just do not look like they're clicking the the bucks were hanging around that whole game so i'm not quite sure what's going on with the bills offensively but uh, if they're going to get back on track, they need to start this week with a, a win on the field against the Bills, but their offense really needs to figure it out and get going. And to that end, I thought it was interesting. They signed free agent running back Leonard Fournette. So fantasy owners might want to stash him. We did in one league. I'm not saying he'll do anything right now, but given that revolving door the Bills have at the running back position right now, once Fournette gets into game shape, he might be able to help your team down the stretch as you try and make a playoff berth. Thanks for checking out the PCC, you know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. With that, I'll uh, say goodnight to everybody. Late first fast break crew. Thank you very much, Nick, Podfather Gerald. Uh, well, let's say by Cool Bro. Okay, that's a very, good, very good question. I would say avoid the Walking Dead TV show because if you haven't started yet, you have to go through all thirteen seasons. Then you have to go through all the spinoffs, which are still ongoing. And I don't know if you want to go through all the highs and lows of that because the highs of the highs of the Walking Dead are really high. The lows, as we saw near the end of the Walking Dead and some of its spinoffs. Some of it's good, some of it's not so good. If you want to get into The Walking Dead, you have to do all of that, and that's covering over almost 200 episodes now. I'm not sure you're... Well, you're 14, so you'll be 50 by the time you're done. Nick, any thoughts on The Walking Dead before we head on out? Um, I completely concur with you, Gerald. Um, your advice for it, Cold Bro, completely spot on, and I trust you the blindly... Books. Yeah, no, I trust you blindly, Gerald, uh, when it comes to media stuff. So um, everybody take uh, Gerald's uh, advice when it comes to movies and comics and um, shows, all of that. It's a major investment of your life if you go get into The Walking Dead. Uh, but if you do, take it up right till the first couple episodes after Negan appears, and that's where I'd go. But, you know, that all those years uh, leading up to Negan's appearance and and whatnot that's where i go it goes really south after that so yeah and and some again some of the the best um best um fictitious um stories we've seen have been on the most grotesque and morbid 
yeah. concepts in uh yeah uh, so um I like the One Piece series on Netflix. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Should it was. Watch the country. It was. It was. That's different, cool, bro. Because there's only eight or nine films. You can watch the Nun films. So they're they're loosely related to each other. It's in the same universe. The Conjuring, the Nun. Uh, what else is in the Conjuring universe? Uh, I forget. There's something else in the Conjuring universe, uh, besides the Nun and the Conjuring. There's something else. Uh, Isn't there a, the doll? The doll one. Yeah, something. I think. Yeah, the doll one. Yeah. That's like, that's like nine films. You can get through nine films. You'll be okay. Yeah, Is that silent cool. something, Gerald? I forget. Let me. I'm gonna look up the Conjuring universe before we head out. But uh, it's nine. It's about eight nine films. Uh, it's it's so funny because Universal tried to give it paid four hundred million dollars for the Exorcist IP, uh, and that that tanked at recently at the box office. And it's so funny because they tried to basically get the cheat code for trying to get into something like a universe like the conjuring and, and the conjuring they just made for like 20 10 million dollars originally and and look how it blew up from there so uh gerald as you're looking that up dante has a question for you who else is who else do you feature on the pop culture cosmos gerald uh well uh sean's been on there i have a rotating uh, well we have two main hosts it's uh uh my awesome friends uh, that first one on Monday is usually is Josh Peterson uh, he started the show with me he is an awesome pop culture mind he actually uh, has the happy hoarder uh, that's his uh, for a lot of pop culture stuff if you're interested you take a look at happyhoardercollectibles.com great guy sensational knowledge on it. it we truly have a great time every time we're on we go back from our days at National University. On Fridays, I usually have Melinda Barkhouse Ross. Uh, she's a ca former Canadian radio. Actually, not she's not former. She's actually a returning Canadian radio personality because she recently got back on Canadian radio throughout Canada. So she is on with me on Fridays usually. But I also have rotating guests come in from time to time. Like this latest episode, we we decided we dedicated uh, once a month to State of Pro Wrestling which my friend John Orlando from the PVD cast stops by. He comes in here once a month and we talk nothing wrestling for an hour and what the state of wrestling is between all the different organizations. Sometimes TJ Johnson, who you've known from this show early in its, in its uh, series, where he was on very, a lot of earlier, earlier episodes, he comes on from time to time and talks video games and movies and pop culture. I have on Ben Arnault from Australia from the Smoking Hot Confessions. He not only loves his pop culture, but he gives us great cooking tips. We do. We go from consumer technology. We talk about collectibles. We talk about movies, television, video games. We touch on uh, you know so much of pop culture on that show. Uh, it's clean. It's family friendly. I send it out to over 30 radio stations still to this day. Uh, I'm really proud of it. We've been doing it every week since 2016, twice a week. And uh, hope you give it a shout out. Hope you get a chance. And uh, I think you'll like it. I mean, it's each show is hopefully caters to someone else as far as TV, movies, and video games and, and all and a whole lot more. So, yeah, there it is. It's uh, a lot of great people join it. And they always love pop, pop, pop culture. Last week, I had on my good friend Don Fobbs. She was talking TV. She stops by once a month to talk TV. So, yeah, a whole bunch of people love talking pop culture, just like tonight on the Pop Culture Cosmos. Absolutely. And Sean with that, Rice even showed up. Yeah. And I'll be showing I, up. I'll be showing up in November too, because uh, Gerald has to do a special Pop Culture Cosmos on the anniversary of uh, Thriller, the greatest yes. pop album ever released. Well, you know the documentary. That just uh, that that's out there. So through on Thriller, that I believe is on the Paramount Network. So uh, I mean, we're gonna have to get some word on that. Yeah, what we're we're gonna have to work on that, Gerald. But I mean, you talk about an album with just seven strong singles. I mean, won't be touched ever again. All right, here we go. The Conjuring Universe starts off with the Conjuring, then goes to Annabelle. That's Annabelle. The one the that's the one. Yes. Yeah. Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, Annabelle Comes Home, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, and The Nun 2 is what the last one that came out simply said it's probably one of the most successful horror IPs ever created because they were all made under a, a what, 10, 20, 30, 40 million dollar amount and the investment, the return on the investment for each one is astounding each and every time. It's the thing. It's like I said. Universal tried to 
do the cheat code and spend $400 million on the Exorcist to try and reboot that. And that was a flop last month. And uh, that's because they're all trying to chase The Conjuring. And they don't realize that the best horror movies are the low-budget ones. Those are the ones that seem to get everybody up to the theater uh, Gerald? For at least the first couple of weeks that gets everybody talking. So, so my brain's kind of a popping on this one. Um, a great foreign horror. Uh, movie? It's both. Cool, bro. American Psycho is a movie and a book. Uh, one of the great best... performance by Christian Bale. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And Willem Dafoe plays a really like zany character. Like it's it's kind of offbeat for him. So yes. that that was kind of interesting as well. I will say, Gerald, uh, before Pain's Labyrinth was released, Guillermo del Toro released uh, a very very uh, scary movie called The Devil's Backbone, yep, which I've takes place it. in not uh, seen it, but I've heard of it. Pan's Labyrinth, yeah, that that we've seen. That's that's a beautiful and, and haunting movie all in one. But uh, Cool Bro says, "Thanks, Silence of the Lambs, the book and movie too." Yes, reading the book first. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, I don't know how well it's aged. I haven't watched it in over a decade, but Silence of the Lamb at the time was uh, an Academy Award winning movie. So, uh, you know, there you go. Ted Levine no, uh, not even being nominated for an Oscar is a that crime. Was, that was a crime. And it's so funny because he's had such a good, good career under the radar career after that. But yes, Ted Levine uh, is definitely an underrated actor. Indeed. Couldn't agree with you more on that. Absolutely. All right. I think, uh, Nick, uh, we got to get you. I know you're busy, my friend. Uh, he's probably done two cases in the time that uh, we've been here. So, yeah, I'm defending a couple against the LFB that were just filed. So, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, kidding, Gerald, but it's you know, make sure the defendant, defendant's name is Joseph Soro. Okay. <laughs> No, that's right, Gerald. But no, it's been great to be a part getting, of it. Getting, and, uh, getting sued is almost as good as winning the lottery when you're trying well, to uh, does, make it in the world, Nick. Well, Sean, what state does Nick live in? California. That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> it's it's a rite of passage. I was told back when I lived there in the 80s that suing is a rite of passage in California. That's very, right, very litigious society, Gerald. Yeah. They're a litigious society. But uh but it's been great to, to join you guys and uh I'll I'll be uh and I invite everybody else to join in the chat. Whoever's watching, uh please join us on uh playback and it's a great conversation, great community. Uh thanks again for hosting Magic Man and Gerald. Um and uh yeah, great to be a part of it. Absolutely great to be a part of it as well. Great to have you here. Uh tomorrow uh, aliens, love it or leave it. I'm not a huge fan of the aliens. Second movie is awesome. Uh, first movie's good. Second movie's awesome. It kind of went downhill from there for me. But you know, you could take it or leave it on the Alien series. So leave, leave that as it may. But that's up to you. But yes, Fall of the House of Usher. Watch that series on Netflix after we're off the air. But highly, the first episode, recommend. The first episode is very slow churning. It's slow churning that first. But episode. it all ties but into. So it's worth well worth it. It's going to be painful that first episode, but you'll you'll thank yourself in the end. And, and by the way, the the Simpsons, when they actually had very good writers, uh, did a great Halloween um, clip with the fall of the House of Usher with Bad Dream House. That was one of their best um, Halloween shorts ever. Uh, I will say my favorite class from high school. This is that's a ran, that's probably the most random one we've had on this show in four years. Uh, that's a good question, cool bro. But Laker Nick, your favorite class in high school? I'm gonna say mine was social studies. Um, probably English, Gerald. Okay, Magic Man. Uh, that would probably which one be, had the best girls? Yeah, that would probably be math class. So I was surrounded okay. by all the smart and pretty girls. There you go. That's Magic Man to a T. Because I knew it was going to lead down that way. I knew it. Yeah. Gerald knows me better than I know myself sometimes. Oh, that's scary. That's scary indeed. <laughs> but my friends, uh, great having you here. Sean, take us on out, my friend. Uh, before any weird off-the-wall questions hit our way as well. Thanks so much for checking out the show. This Friday, we're back in the multiverse talking the end of Loki Season 2 
the Marbles, the Beatles, Taylor Swift, and more. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great